the tattoos on his arm are all Taino. Yeah, not so just, the, not just the uh, North American, but the See, Caribbean, it's all that. So the Caribbean, this is maybe not useful. Tangent, 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 right, right, right off the bat. <laughs> and that's how I want to start every episode. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get into today's episode, right? And we got topic number one, which is genetic modifications. And we're just going to get into a little bit of the history about that, but more importantly, the future of that. All right. Yeah. I'm going to start off on the history of this. So, Oh, we forgot our roll call. So oh, that's true. Oh, shit. Name yeah. recognition. I'm Brian, Eggie Spaghetti. Be Rye. <laughs> be Rye. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm still just Alex, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, do your homework, Alex. Alex Fuck. is God my nickname. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, Alex, Alex is, is a nickname. nickname. Yeah. That's true. There is no X that's in true. your name. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's already a moniker. <laughs> um, so yeah, genetics and bod modifications. Right. Uh, I'm gonna start with genetics first. Right. Genetic modification is nothing new. It's existed for millions of years. What? Billion years, really. Uh, ever since viruses and multicellular actually not just multicellular life but like cellular life has existed so that's when you have the same phone plan as your family right multicellular yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> good job dad <laughs> but <I'm> just <laughs> dad joke one um, so viruses are actually just nature's own way of modifying genes and cells, right? Mm -hmm. That's how they function. They inject their DNA or their RNA technically into cells, nucleuses wow. or into the cells and that invades nucleus and that alters the DNA of the cell. Damn. Would you say technically that virus are, you know, technically raping us? by like injecting themselves into us. They are injecting their genetic code into us. I, so yeah. How rude, I man. suppose, yeah. Buy me dinner first. <laughs> Yo, your dad Joe Connor's on two, bro. Sorry, Brian, go on. Yo, I'm keeping a tally, right? I'm keeping a tally, yeah. <laughs> like, let's just all keep tally of our dad jokes. Yeah. That way we give a recap at the end of the month. Um. I, and I just want to preface this with the idea, with the not the idea, the fact that I get all my information from uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, shows on mm. Netflix. That's Hell where yeah. I get the bulk of my scientific that's information. Fairly, that's fairly good source. Even with the genetic modification, what I found the most interesting is that we did that to dogs, right? Like we yeah. we kind of yeah. we right. owned them right. and we made domestication them. domestication is a form of genetic modification. And they were all gray wolves first. Yes, gray wolves. Yes, yeah, I mean that's what people say, anyways. That gray wolves are what became domestic. Domesticated dogs. Yeah. So it all started with a single breed of canine. Yeah. yeah that were like yeah. smaller and less aggressive, I guess. Right. And they like, you know, Time they wanted out. to eat our scraps. Yeah. And, and they found a goddamn yeah. second. Wait a goddamn second. Hold up. I'm going to make a correlation here to Adam and Eve. Okay. Ooh. And this is why. It's basically like that. <laughs> so this yeah. is why. If you see all the different species of dogs that we have, yeah. right? And none of them are related. But if it all started with gray wolves. Yeah. Well, it's the it same as we like got. You could start you know, we from have a single source. It's like we got different ethnicities. Yeah, right. So it makes like the Adam and Eve thing. Well, a little more plausible. Here, here's one other thing, though. Gray wolves aren't only gray. They can also be. <laughs> what? No, saying, no, 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 no. But gray wolves is a single species, though, right? Yes. Of yes, canine. Yes, but they have like a large variety of genes in them. 
can, can branch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of right. like humans. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's why we all got different like skin tones, okay. hairstyles. Actually, we're all kind of like that. We're all exactly. pretty close. Yeah, I'm fucking At with this yeah. table anyway. We got a lot of brown. <laughs> with our powers yeah. combined, <laughs> we, we just here. did like a. I just want to just Caramel. illustrate that that we just all put <laughs> our hands to the center of the table <laughs> to like, all look at each other's different genes. Summon Captain Planet. So okay, so so the history of genetic modification goes back billions of years right saying. right right um and the reason why i bring it up is because a lot of the arguments against genetic modification now is that it's some sort of unholy unnatural thing and it's like going against the work of god or whatever like something outside the realm of humans but it's something we've been doing forever nature's been doing forever domesticated animals mm-hmm. is a form of genetic modification domesticated plants like wow. corn rice mm. wheat tomatoes fruits all like, gmos all gmos yeah mm-hmm. the only difference is like we're able to do it more s- specifically and like we're able to target it better and we don't have to like go the shotgun approach where mm. we're just like planting a bunch of them and right. then we find the ones that look good now we can just be like all right this is exactly what i want that's what exactly what i'm gonna make huh can i make a brief tangent on dogs just for a second yeah go ahead one of the best like brags of how good humans are at modifying domesticated animals specifically dogs is we reached the point a long time ago where we taught dogs to watch over sheep. That's like basically showing up to just be like, we're going to have one animal babysit another one. How do yeah. you like that? That's <laughs> fucking dope. That is pretty dope, actually. I never <laughs> thought about it that way. Like, we're like, yo, let's get these dogs to look over these sheep. That's crazy. Oh, we're nuts. Yo, right, back and to yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> We are not from this earth. Yeah, I'm going to just, just lay that out there. However, however, um, leaving a dog home alone, he, he won't be okay. You'll need to babysit him. So, oh yeah, they're dependent on us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah they need to be social. Their... So, like my my hack for that would be like just buy a cat, and the cat would babysit the dog at home. Cats are very or buy a sheep. <laughs> Give them something to do. Yeah, yeah. you distract. <laughs> I don't know what a dog would <laughs> do at my house. For the like dog a... would just be keeping them in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's good that you brought that up. That it's been going on, but like when you preface it with that it kind of takes away some of the more philosophical questions about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It feels like doing it with animals and plants is not the same as doing it with people. Yeah, though. so fast forward well, to... Well, we've been doing it with people, too. Give Wait, hold up. What you mean? When we choose our partners, we are selectively breeding ourselves. That's in very a way. interesting. Dude, that's like, like meta right there. What do you think is beautiful? That's not necessarily the same thing as what Alex finds beautiful. Right. You know, in some respects, that is a form of selective breeding. It'd be totally different if you were just like randomly choosing someone on the street. You know, right. huh? Huh? So you're choosing <laughs> in a way. You're choosing in a way what kind of genes get passed down. Well, you're not really choosing no. that. I don't think it. Like, do you think people are consciously choosing? There's that? a cultural aspect hey, to have it. You ever too. Heard yeah. of like, uh, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Go for it. Go for like, have you ever heard of like a girl who's like looking for a tall guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, like part of that, even if they don't really like think about it, and yeah. you know, it's a bit of a hot take here, is like some kind of desire to have like tall, athletic children, mm-hmm. right? And you know, there's yeah. like a face aspect, and your face being symmetrical is what even in any culture is considered right. beautiful at yeah. some level. And symmetrical face means solid genes. Right. It means like yeah. you don't have like abnormalities or right, whatever. Right. So there's obviously a big scale of this and preference and all that, but yeah, I mean, people do subconsciously yeah, drift. subconsciously right. I agree and subconsciously I think you know girl would it. not go for you if you're like shorter than her you know like I mean girls would actually look for a guy who's taller than them 
yeah. or stuff like that. Or whatever See, the preference is. You know? I think the level of consciousness matters here because just when I think about genetic modifications or like body modifications, I think about like designer children. Right. And, well, and this is where it goes into the future right. for me. It's exactly. So I was talking about up until now. Up until right now. Up until right now, that's how genetic modification has been and is. Okay, perfect. Going forward, perfect. Okay. Going forward okay. is a little different. Okay, so up to right now, just to wrap up, just to wrap up, because yeah. I want to make sure I got I got yeah. all the facts. So up to right now, the the way genetic modification have worked is We've done it with plants using a shotgun approach where we'll do a bunch of different plants, pick yeah. out the ones that work, et cetera. Yeah. And then we've done that with the domestication of animals. Right. And then we've done that with each other by our selection process right. for breeding. Right. And right? now we're seeing the capability of like crossing spider silk or spider genes with like goats where yeah. they can like produce spider silk in their milk. That's fucking nuts. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I have not heard this. So, no, hold sorry, on. This, hold on. And this is now, this is 2018. So this, uh, this actually started <laughs> happening within like, like the past five years or something like that. Hearing. So it looks just like a regular old goat. <laughs> yeah. goat? Nothing yeah. different about it. Produces milk. But in its milk, it has a high concentration of the same protein that spider's silk is made out of. Wow. And they can spin yarn. From the milk. From the milk. That's humanity gone. So that, that is. That's crazy. That's like what kind of level shit. That is really what people are saying is the unnatural aspect of it. However, to go back to my history of genetic modification, viruses have been doing that forever they've been yeah. inserting genes from other types of species into others like a mosquito's dna into like uh, a dog's dna they've been right. doing that forever yeah right the only thing is like now we can make it so specific that the life form that's created can survive and live and actually use that dna mm -hmm. viruses have just been doing it randomly and mm -hmm. it's only when like it happens to work out okay that it like permanently gets set into the dna and gets passed down to the next generation. So it's, it usually would take like millions of years for that thing to actually work naturally. Right. But we're just accelerating it to like a few years. Okay. So because I, I uh, just with the whole DNA thing, it's like we have a lot of junk DNA, which is not mm. really junk, but we just don't know what it does yet. Right. Right. Because it's, uh, it's so, so or like when viruses do it, exactly. they, they're taking a lot of stuff that might not even be active. Exactly. So, so but what we're doing a is a lot of our junk DNA it. is a result of that virus right. injection. Oh wow! Like it's, it's shit that that that's been yeah. put into us by other viruses. That that's crazy because I've always I, I've always wondered like uh, you know like what happens when we actually figure out DNA. Brian, I have a question. So the human so, genome project it was wasn't it to map out all the DNA or was it's it? to map out all the um, it's to map out all the genotypes, okay. which are just like blocks of of codes okay. in your DNA that can represent like a unit. We've got all the Lego pieces. Mm -hmm. Now we just need to like figure out how they all fit together. Interesting. All right. So let's uh, real fast forward now. Uh, a question and taking us into the future. Yeah. What is the benefit of silk milk? Well, like, spiders, spider silk is incredibly tough. Okay. For per its weight, it has, uh, I think, like five to ten times the tensile strength of steel. Wow. Jesus. Um, and... Like you can imagine what sort of applications that could have in like military, you know, medical, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, the problem is, like it's just really, really, really hard some to milk. Fire fucking spacesuits. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, 
Yo. They'd look great. A Spider-Man, bro. Just silk fucking suits, bro. Yeah, like, you could actually like make a Spider-Man yeah, yeah, man, just like, sling gun thing. Yeah, that's sling crazy. Actually. So what were you going to say? It's incredibly difficult to... To milk a spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I, I you know, like, like I could yeah. I could agree with that. Try yeah. doing it. I bet you it'll bite your ass. I mean, like I mean, if you look at the original Tobey Maguire movie, yeah. they milked the shit out of it. Yeah. It's, it's it's really hard. Not my Spider Man. Milking a goat is pretty easy. All right, so let's talk about the. Uh, okay, so I I get the clear benefits of that, but yeah. that's still dealing with animals, right? Mm, it is. So I think that I I don't know I definitely speak for myself when i say this i don't give a shit about animals right and like you like, definitely speak for yourself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't give a shit i love puppies them. yeah i give i give a very I, I give very little shit about animals in the yeah. sense that and, and i don't think that we should fucking take all of their habitats or nothing right, like that like i don't have anything against animals but if we're like creating new animals or like experimenting with existing animals and making like sheep that pea silk like i think that's that's dope to me like there's no philosophical qualms about it like i don't feel any ways about that right, yeah. like i feel like that is perfectly within our rights as the protectors of this planet right now with that being said things get a little messier when we start talking about genetic modifications for right. humans right yeah now if we're gonna, we gotta, we're gonna get on our ship of imagination here. It's a Neil deGrasse Tyson line, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about where does the genetic modification get dicey philosophically? At what point? What are the things that feel like kind of questionable ethically? So, for me, uh, I, I don't like have any, you know, naturalistic philosophy against it i think like you know anything that would actually like help people is probably a good thing i think like before even getting to the ethical problems i'd say like unintended consequences is more of what i'd be concerned about like i think we'd probably realistically be able to edit something major sooner than we'd understand the long-term consequences of it like with like pretty much all technology but uh ethically if we're thinking about society you know there could be like a growing uh wealth gap in between the people that can afford to have their children uh, genetically modified in the womb versus those that don't. And you can end up with like a Gattaca type of world where like you have kind of like two castes of human or even three or four or five where it's like depending on the wealth of your ancestors, you've been like kind of given this advantage that other people don't have. Uh, I get that like wealth always kind of gives people an advantage and like that's part of the incentive that makes people want to like earn. But if you're able to do something genetically like for example cure a disease genetically, you know, like not make like a huge modification, but just like weed it out, like something like um, uh, muscular dystrophy or something like that, yeah. like anything that's like genetic, I guess, I'm assuming that's genetic. You'd have to kind of make it accessible to everyone, at least like everyone who has insurance. Otherwise, it's kind of like saying some people's suffering is more important than others. So, that's so where it would start to bother me uh, at the low level, at the high level. Like if you're talking about making people fly and shit. I, I would have a really hard time wrapping my head around the implications of that or like seeing the, seeing the dark and all yeah. this. Like, I mean, you know, it could, you could get pretty crazy with it, mm. but I, I would assume that like these things would happen kind of slowly. So it's society right. would maybe like adapt to mm -hmm. it, but I would be afraid of like, you know, the rich being like living 75 years longer than the poor because right. they have all these advantages to them. Yeah. I think that that's where we would start to create like a pretty shitty version of the world. Well, so you feel like it has to be like government funded 
And I think it needs it would need to be like equ- not equal access, but like relatively equal access. Like you mm. wouldn't want to create too much of a gap because I mean you're gonna have a caste uprising at some point if like the world is that unfair. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I brought it up before with Alex, but and to your point about it being like a government effort, it's a lot like vaccines, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like when vaccines are created, they should be most are thankfully these days like polio. Um, mm-hmm given to everyone no matter what. If it were to have been decided that like, all right, we're just gonna like make this a private enterprise and only those who could afford it can get this polio vaccine, you create that gap right there, right? And like we can see that clearly that's no bueno. Like we already have that somewhat in the world. Like certain countries in the world don't have polio vaccines for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So and those tend to be the less less so I, well off countries. So I guess the, the, the thinking there is like, for example, something like muscular dystrophy, if if that's a genetic thing that could be resolved through the modification, that is included for everyone, whereas like choosing your kid's eye color mm. is for the rich. Yeah, cosmetic cosmetics. Yeah, co- cosmetic stuff. Designer like, babies basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's happening now, no? Yeah, like people are doing that shit now. I think there was actually yeah, like yeah. the first attempt at a designer baby recently like this year oh wow yeah it was or it was made illegal or allowed i don't know if there was an actual attempt yet i mean full disclosure i always sign up for the designer baby stuff if i can like use an app to like just like select the trait of the baby that i want man i'd have a hard time saying no yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, like, you would be like, oh no, I would just leave it up to random. Would, yeah, would there be I, a, I'd be like, fuck no. I'm gonna no, tell you the truth. I would, yeah. I would, like, I would yeah, be so, like, so against. Would that. there be a point though that like the child is so different from you that it's almost as if it weren't your child? No, but like, here's the thing. Here's the you're, right? desi- you're designing it. No, yeah, no, you're, well, just, you're designing oh, you it with your. You're, you're right, designing like, it with your genome. Exactly. So you yes. don't have an infinite pool of selections, yeah, right? You, like you would have to put together among your own. Yeah, yeah, right. It would be, it would be yours. Traits and her traits, yeah. and gotcha. those traits are together, and you're picking like which aspects you want from right. each. So you have a limited pool of what you right. can do, right? Like I can't. All right, so it's not as if like uh, it's like I'm Asian, not as if like I can choose to have my son have like blue eyes. Blue if you're hair. marrying a girl, with blue a girl eyes? that has the option, okay. and, and you the have blue. the recessive gene that you right. need to make the option, gotcha. Then you can make that work. I see. Right. Yeah. Right. See. But like, it, it wouldn't be like a force thing, like to change it. But I guess work. it could, right? Right. Like right. We're, we're all making the, the assumption that right. it would be just the pool of two. But like, I, I saw something that that's there was how I understood it. The first kid with three parents. Maybe yeah. this is the same one you're talking about. Where technically they use three people's, but yes. still, uh, that is a limited pool. It's just a bigger pool than right. we're but naturally able. A- mm-hmm. able of doing able but it's do. more than what was yeah. originally provided yes yeah, so imagine like 12 people having a kid exactly 12 people having a kid. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy that's I mean, a this wild is the st- orgy but yeah, yeah it sh- happens already yeah <laughs> I, I i think that for me I, i'm i'm I, I hate to be the purist and it sucks because my kid would be at a disadvantage for it because i would want to have my kids naturally but it's like if my kid is growing up in a world where it Everyone is a standard is like to be genetically modified, mm-hmm. it feels like your kid would be left behind right, yeah. based on your own beliefs. And that's the part that gets really slippery for me because right. it almost stops being a choice, right? So even if it's Necessity, government sponsored yes. or even if it is for yeah. like, you know, for, for private industries, 
it stops becoming an option. You no right. longer have the option because when you genetically modify a kid's muscles, yeah. muscle development, right. let's say, you're doing that out the gate so that when my regular ass kid goes yeah. to football and has to face off against your genetically modified kid, yeah. that's just going to be fucked up. That's you know interesting. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, Imagine different leagues, like the genetically modified league versus like the uh, pure sapien yeah. league. Yeah, this pure is, sapien league. This is what that's I'd crazy. want to avoid. Well, I, yeah, it's it's a troubling idea, and I hope that it doesn't come to pass in my time. And I just hope that selfishly, because I don't want to have to decide that for my kid. Make that choice. Or on top of that, I wouldn't want want to be the generation that misses the first wave. Right. So it's like when people start doing it, my kid's like eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it becomes like a government a governmental like don't want to sponsor thing, right. and then you yeah. miss it, and now your kid's eight, and he's like. He's like that guy that's like trying to look for a job right now, but he never learned how to type yeah, and he right, never yeah. learned the internet and he's just like a fucking dinosaur. Like, Damn. I feel like my kid, like if we just missed the boat, it's going to be fucked. It's, it's going to be tough a, sailing. It's kind of yeah. a singularity kind of analogy, right? In a way, in a way. But if you, yeah. if, if you take it away from genetic engineering towards also body modification and like mm-hmm. futuristic body modification, um, it becomes sort of like a singularity because in a way, genetic engineer, genetically engineering your kid is one thing because you're modifying it on a genetic level. But like after they're grown, if computers, um, Ray Kurzweil really brought that up a long time ago, which was like the trend of computers um, using Moore's law, they become really small to the point that they're like invisible computer chips that could be implanted into your blood. And mm-hmm. they would have a lot of data about your body and stuff. And they would help you like, I don't know, like regulate, regulate your, let's say like your blood, yeah, your blood, monitor your blood, um, respiratory, um, knowing if there's any cancer cells that pop up and then you can go even to like crazy shit, like extra memory. Add an extra it's, stick of RAM. Wait, time upgrades. Yeah. Hold yeah, a, up, hold that's up. That's like the bio modification. All right, I'm, I'm gonna just say this. Listen, we, listen. <laughs> time out. So <laughs> this is like nanobot shit. So it's yes. like, so how how would that work though? Like the extra memory stick. Would it like play in the back of your eyelids? Like, would you just, close your eyes and like be able I to think, see it? I think it would just make things more clear in terms of recollection. Like, let's say you could you can recollect something exactly from like a few days ago. Like, oh, this is what I had for lunch, and this is what I remember. Yeah, that. so it's like enhanced right. memory, like right. And and then maybe for the subconscious memory, which is like we don't know that much about, but every year we're like we getting better at like understanding brain science and mapping the yeah. brain and stuff. So with subconscious memory, it's just like maybe. You're like you're you're more intuitive. I think the other stuff that Yaz was talking about, like monitoring your blood, cancer cells, things like that, that's like actually a lot closer than we think. We already do this, like glasses. You know, glasses, gl- glasses are oh, a technology like a where to make your vision better. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A uh, cell phone, right? Your eye, yeah. Your cell phone. That makes shit is your very much right. like it's, it's everything cyborg. except stitched into my body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, 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 like it's just it's it's a fucking silk milk stretch, mm. like thin <laughs> right. string away from, like, from being milk. just like fucking attached into my body. Like my like phone squirted. just being fucking here, like Oops. in my hand. Where like I just fucking talk like this, like yeah, yeah. yo, what's up? What up, man? So so it's like we're definitely doing a lot of body modifications. Right, I yeah. think when it once it comes to it being inside of you though, that's that makes it like because I know that we do pace, that we're like a pacemaker, pacemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a pacemaker, right? right? Yeah. But or a prosthetic leg, yeah. you know, for an yeah. amputee like, or all sorts of stuff. Right, Replace, yeah. replacement hip. Right. Yeah. Replacement <laughs> hip. Oh yeah, we do that shit a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are you about to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so, like, there's a professor of cybernetics in England. I can look up the name later, but like, I don't have it at the top of my head. Yeah. But 
he professor cybernetic he implant he did, did a surgery with like a surgeon to implant a chip into his arm right mm -hmm. and the chip is wirelessly connected to two synthetic arms that move according to his movement right mm -hmm. so they can map his hand movement to the robotic arm movement and it works even though he's like he left england went to the states and demonstrated it by video uplink that any hand movement he had <laughs> like, bro, it's like wirelessly maps to like the robotic arms. So this and is then, Dr. Octopus. Yeah. But here's the crazy shit about this, right? After, when he did the surgery to remove the chip, what they found, the doctors, was like his body accepted the chip, that it, the tissue started wrapping around that chip to pull it in. So it became like it accepted it as part of the body. And that's, that's probably the hardest part, too. Getting like organic material to like bond. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you just find something that your body wouldn't like be irritated by. But like, I mean, it's just like it's still created that the body accepted it. You know, like it yeah. becomes like a trip as part of the body and stuff. So, I think like yeah. I mean, like in terms of memory and some of that was like we're years ahead. I mean, like if you read up on Elon Musk's Neuralink, he's like basically wants brain thought to brain thought communication and stuff. But that's like decade if not like that'd be sick bro yeah that's man. too quick like i could barely process things from when they go from like my brain to my mouth you know what i mean and like that like that like half a second yeah. to like get my shit together yeah fixes so many things so right. it's like if i was just going brain to brain bro, bro there's gonna be so many fucked up communications but like i'm a traditional in the sense that i like to have human conversations so like like, I like to talk to friends about stuff that I don't know about. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, can you explain it to me? And if some some asshole tells me, oh, look it up on Google. I hate that shit, man. I'm yeah, like, I hate that shit, too. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, yeah, I want to know it as you yeah, understand like, tell it. tell me a fucking story, yeah, bro. And like, then I, I'll, I'll go back. I and, yeah, I'll read up on it. But tell me a story. And, uh, like, you know, and that kind of stuff. But I I think that human one-on-one -on -one or, like, mm -hmm. you know, group conversations are so valuable. Even if you're like, I can send you a brain, you know, like a brain thought about some funny shit. Yeah behind everyone else's back <laughs> all right so before we move on from this and this one th this is incredibly interesting to me but and i feel like that's why we spend so much time on it but yeah. uh before we move on from this i want to ask you guys one thing mm -hmm. um and we're gonna ride our imagination shit if you look into the future what is the genetic or body modification that you would want for yourself and this is not just you as like a a person like a person of that time and you're getting to choose which modification to do sky's which one the are you limit getting? on this yeah sky's the limit all right uh so let well, you got to pick one or any yeah just pick one thing all one right. genetic or body modification that you would make okay short term immediate goal would be new feet because i have flat feet and yeah, that'd be good. They are not, like they are not very convenient. I know that's a very pe pedestrian choice. Yeah. That's dad joke number dad joke number three. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Edgar is passed out from laughter. That was a good one. So that's three. Very pedestrian. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, but that yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm on I'm on record for saying I'd rather have hooves than flat feet. They're pretty. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. They're, they're not amazing at their job. They're good for surfing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could really plant yourself down with some flat-ass feet. Oh, balance like, is the only, like, balance in a stationary position is the real advantage to flat feet. Anything I, else? Eh. Not what? Good. what? Eh. Moon, moonshot, though? Um, I would just want to live. I would want, I, want the longest longevity possible okay, without I li suffering. I like the way you uh, set that up, actually. Let's go with one pedestrian, one moonshot. I like that. <laughs> I, I just like that as, like, a, as like a, a standard for, for where these kinds of questions because there are pedestrian things and then moonshot things right like so let's go to yaz one pedestrian one moonshot 
genetic or body mod? So pedestrian, I think I was just like, I'd want faster legs because I like to run a lot. And it's just like sometimes I have knee problems from running a lot. So, so you'd get new knees. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, like, there's a story about well, Good the... news. You could do that now. Titanium, yeah. <laughs> titanium, yeah. <laughs> for, so like, for three payments of nineteen ninety nine. So, like, yeah, so not to go on a tangent here, but I have a really quick story about my runner's knee. Like, so I, I, I run a lot, right? And I've been having knee problems. And I, I for the longest time, I thought it was tendonitis. And I was, like, freaking out. I go to the doctor. I'm like, so, doctor. I'm running a lot. I'm having knee pain. Give me a few checkup. You know, ask me a few questions. He's like, so let me get this straight. You only get it when you run. You get knee problems when you run. I'm like, yes. He's like, oh, you just have runner's knee. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you have runner's knee. I'm like, I basically told you I have knee problems when I run, and you tell me I have runner's knee. So the symptoms, <laughs> like you literally That's the symptoms. Medicine, one yeah, time, I'm like, so the symptoms of my problem are literally the definition of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like I'm like I didn't need to go to the doctor to tell me this shit. I that shit to- happens all the time, man. It's just like it pissed me off. But yes, that would be my pedestrian. And what's your moonshot? Um, infinite memory, bro. Infinite. infinite. I mean, like, like I just want to pile up information. I feel That's, like that would become a curse yeah. at a certain yeah. point. Oh, That'd be like yeah. diminishing but like, I mean, like, and, and how, how no, no, can and you utilize infinite memory if you pe- don't have no. infinite life, though? I would be able to, like, figure out immortality. Nah, <laughs> nah like, come on. You, that's like asking the genie yeah. for infinite wishes, I, though. That's I, not fair. I'd be able to make the philosopher's stone. With yeah. That. Yeah, man. Nah, nah, see, the only shit, hey, not to knock down your moonshot, obviously, mm-hmm. but infinite memory, that shit would suck because I feel like there's still things I'm trying to forget. I mean, right? Like, there's still things I wish I would too. This infinite life would suck also, too, because you get to see everyone you love ever die. Oh, right. no, no. I didn't, I didn't want infinite. He didn't say infinite. Long, he said longevity. Longevity. Oh, longevity, okay. which yeah, is different. I want to see as much Living like 140, 150. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but like goal. I think you can get that out without having. Would you get like? Shot. Would you get like really old and like unable to move though? Well, at that no. Point, so or? so when I say longevity, I'm like like if, if you were to take the entire span and all the events that happen in it that like lead to bad health, like just stretching out the gaps in between all those things. So like yeah. you know you maybe just like what normally happens to a human body at 40, I would imagine happening at like 75. Gotcha. And so on and so forth. So just kind of like I just want Str- more. Yeah. I just want more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. By uh, the way, this is a thing, Yaz. Hyperthemesia. Is a neurological disorder which leads people to be able to remember much more than the average person, and they have a real hard time functioning in human society because they—it's just too much. Right. Yeah, that but sucks. I mean, I, yeah. but so like when I say like like more, you know, infinite memory. I think yeah. what by definition what comes with it is an infinite processing power for the brain to keep yeah. up with the memory. So okay, like, you know, so like otherwise you just have like like a really shitty computer with like a lot of space that you don't need. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. want the. The right version of what yeah. you're talking yeah, you don't want Obviously, the most you don't want the genie. Yeah, I feel I like I could handle your gene- your body modification. What I would probably do is probably just give you like a computer chip yeah. that you could then access using brain waves. Yeah. So pretty much you don't need to have all the information on hand for every moment. Right. But when you do need the information, you Look can just power, like yeah. blink and get yeah. it. Can and I just say, though, like to some extent, the Internet is that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right, but but you need a computer and Wi-Fi. Yeah, man. True. <laughs> yes, it's really yeah. hard to get. Try to try yeah, to answer so. try to answer a really smart question in in the subway when you got no connection. Yeah. Your internet's not gonna help. Mm. Transit so, wireless. Brian, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got all the answers, everything. bro. Brian, Brian already has Yaz's moonshot. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's go with your pedestrian choice and your moonshot choice. Pedestrian choice, I would just like all my joints to be good. I got yeah. a bad shoulder, bad neck, bad back, oh, no. bad hip, yeah, and I've got flat feet. 
Yeah, me too. This is. Uh, do you have flat feet also? No, man, I got normal feet. Yeah, I got flat feet too. <laughs> which well, is funny when he said that. I was like, yeah, "Yo, like, man, I, f- I, I feel you." Yeah, like I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> in, about. In, bro. in this room, flat feet is normal. You're the abnormal one. Yeah, yeah. it's your yeah. normal ass and, feet. Yeah, how, how how like uncommon is it actually? Well, it's, it's funny because it's actually it, now, it's, right? it's very it's very common. But uh, there was a study done a long time ago that like mm. this doesn't apply to everyone, but like for some reason creative types tend to have flat feet more than others. Now, you could look at that like backwards and be like, well, you know, if you have flat feet, you're less likely to be well, athletic or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there there are kind of connections people find, but we stopped having uh, people die out that can't compete physically, so right. you're just going to have more of that's true, of yeah. things like that. Right. More yeah. artsy type who didn't go to the military. So, uh, <laughs> and what is your moonshot, Brian? I want to be like Magneto. Oh, okay. Wait, I don't know I how know that would work. You gotta elaborate. You can't know how that would work. But he's he's a, he's a mutant, yeah. right? The, ma- the master, yeah, the so master of magnetism, change, right? He's a mutant. Yeah, he just, yeah. It works out somehow in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So it, it, Damn, sh- you it hacked, should be possible. You hacked the question. <laughs> yeah, he did some superhero <laughs> shit. He's a mutant. That's dope. Yeah, that's right. It's genetic. Whatever's going on with him. Uh, exactly. Got, yeah. So however that works, I want that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I but my That's pedestrian, bro. Honestly, I'm going dick. And <laughs> what I would do is I, I would want a bottom modification that lets me change my dick for different purposes. Wait, what? you know what I'm saying? No, you got to like, give what me. What kind of purposes? Can you give us an example? What, yeah. Can you what give purposes? us a lot of examples? So, <laughs> like, like, like a small and large. Yeah. Like, so and like, medium, maybe. so like, all right. So like, let's say you really want to like blow a girl's back out that day. You know, you feel me? Like you really want to give it to her. You know what I mean? So like, you would change. Yeah, you dick for that to really give it to her. Let's say like on another day you want to just have like some regular shit so you could have some regular shit and you could go crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you're, you're going jogging. Little... Yeah, you like if I'm going jogging, I want to tuck it all the way in. Like I don't like or like if I'm wearing like tight pants, like I don't want this moose knuckle. Like I don't want just like a long dick. Like I want to be able to like just change it I'm gonna as call the need this arises. Telescopic dick. <laughs> That's yeah. the name of a. <laughs> you gotta go penis, bro. If you're gonna say telescopic, telescopic penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that would probably be my pedestrian choice, just like nice, an adjustable yeah. uh, penile uh, <laughs> telescope, I guess. So and then my moonshot is gonna be age. I wanna just find a way to completely uh, reverse the effects of age. So like, not like be like, not live forever. Of. Yeah, but pretty much eternal youth. Like, let's say you re- like I reach a peak physical form, and then from stop there on, aging. yeah, like the, the the effects of aging just stop. And that that would probably be my moonshot. That should be dope. Like, I don't mind dying at 80, 90, whatever the good, case yeah. is. But, like, just have it be like, just that's it. My heart gave out, whatever. But, you like know, what whatever. A brave New World. Yeah, shit's dope. Yeah. Uh, so... We spent so much time on this, by the way. And I we think is that gen and body mods are like two topics because it's like yeah, genetic it really mods is. and body mods. That's true. But let's let's put some time on the clock and let's talk about some unsung heroes. Yeah. Who's got some unsung heroes? Because it's it's really interesting for me to think about unsung heroes because if they're unsung, I don't know how to find their names. So let's talk about unsung heroes. Point. And we're starting over here with Alex. Give okay. us what you got. So I guess what we're saying by this is like people who don't have the credit they deserve, right? right. Not necessarily people that are like completely unknown because like you said, that'd be like kind of impossible. Yeah. So if anyone's ever read the book Sapiens, you've maybe heard that story about the guy Sousa Mendez, right? It's in the part about um, intersubjective truth mm-hmm. and like kind of how like uh, things we agree upon have so much power and that's like part of what makes Sapiens 
so organized. Yeah. So this guy, Susan Mendez, who was, uh, he worked in France at the Portuguese consult during um, World War II, especially during the start of World War II. So when France was beginning to get stampeded by the Nazi war machine, Portugal was kind of like a, like a neutral safe haven for people who are trying to escape France from this uh, during this time. You know, Jews, gypsies, uh, re- any kind of refugee you could think about, they show up at the Portuguese consul, and this guy, Susan Mendez, who's a pencil pusher, who's a bureaucrat, uh, decided to obey to disobey direct orders. And over the course of a week or so, he issued about 30,000 visas. Uh, he passed out from exhaustion. He lost his job. He lost all his money. And he was kind of like he left his career disgraced. The reason I really like this one is like, you know, a lot of people have heard of like Schindler's List, you know, seen the movie. Mm -hmm. So Schindler saved 1,200 people. Susan Mendez saved 30,000. Wow. The reason I really love the story is because you don't really hear about like a bureaucrat hero, like an office hero. Like Mm. this guy doesn't, he's not a soldier. He doesn't have a gun. He doesn't, uh, you know, he's not going to take up arms against the Nazis, but he's got his rubber stamp. So he's going to use his pen and his rubber stamp and he's going to save as many people as possible. And I think that's fucking dope. Pen and rubber stamp. I yeah, like so it's a it's pencil, pencil pusher hero. And uh, according to Sapiens, uh, he is responsible for the largest rescue mission of any single individual during that war. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, 30,000 people is a, like, that's a fucking city. So if you're Portuguese out there, you should feel very proud about this guy. That's pretty dope. Why yeah. do you think he doesn't get the recognition that you would think he deserves? I'm really not sure because it seems like, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, we learned a lot about uh, the Holocaust and, you know, World War II. But we you would think that someone with that big of an impact would have, you know, historical uh, significance. But th- yeah, I, I didn't hear about him until I heard until I read Sapiens. You know what's crazy? To Which me, is a great book, like, by the way. You if you don't it. if you don't have a movie or like. If you don't have a movie, if you're not in a movie, like, was your contribution even important? I guess so these unsung heroes have to not have a movie, right? That's like a metric. All right, cool. Because I've never heard of this dude. And, like, to save 30,000 people is no small feat, especially from, like, the fate that they were facing. Yeah. It's funny you bring up that movie thing. Um, Before, so, like, before this movie came out, this guy was one of my heroes or one of my unsung heroes, Alan Turing. Like he really yeah. recently mm-hmm. got a movie come out about mm-hmm. him. I don't think anybody had heard of him. What, right? what was it? What was the movie called again? Uh, it's something with game. It's something. Oh, imitation game. Imitation, imitation game. game. Yeah. That, yeah. But the differential engine, I think, is what he created. Yes. No, that was yeah. Charles Babbage, right? No, that he created the analytical engine, the first mechanical yeah, computer. Yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's what it was called, but he cracked like the Enigma code. No, that's Alan Turing used. after. Yeah. He cracked the Enigma code. Yeah. He used what Charles Babbage, and this is my unsung hero after, okay. Ada Lovelace, the first computer scientist. Right. Well, she used, created the methodology around how a computing model Damn, you guys are right. You guys are bumping each other's heroes here. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> he's like, he was like, you know, <laughs> just, just, just a note, neither of these guys are my actual unsung heroes. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. well, I was going to say, Turing, Turing has a movie. I knew him. Yeah. Well, Tur- Turing was a martyr, too. <laughs> he, so, like, if you look was. at it, like, that's a much more tragic story, I'm sure, because... He got he got penalized for being gay. Yeah, and he's an unsung hero in the LGBT community. Yeah, well, for sure. Oh, major unsung hero in the LGBT. He was chemically castrated by the British government after yeah. he saved. I mean, a lot of people from from being killed by. He the ended the war yeah. two years early. Yeah, yeah, by cracking the code. And they chemically castrated him for being gay. Yeah. Thanks, they called Britain. it. Yeah, they called it public <laughs> indecency. <laughs> well, <laughs> and if you want to hear another little factoid, uh, so he after that actually killed himself by eating a cyanide apple 
and some people say that the rainbow apple with a bite taken out of it that the Apple logo used to be is a, a direct an homage. Hom- homage to touring. I heard a lot of theories Wait, so about who, the Apple. But so who's the unsung hero here? Hold oh, on. no, I'm sorry. We went on a tangent. Oh, because, okay, all right. right. I, I, I love tangents, but we found out that I think that's pretty dope. It's an apple with a bite, and it's, it's a, a gay it's a, flag. It, it's a, right, it's a, it's a rainbow apple. Yeah, yeah. right. A rainbow and apple. And I'm sure there's more than one significance to it. And even if it's not true, I want to believe it's true. I'm, believe, I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling with that. So, Brian, who is your actual unsung hero? My actual unsung hero is a man by the name of Jonas Salk true hero real real american hero here um we talked about polio earlier right yeah and the vaccine for it mm-hmm. so a uh, little background information polio was a devastating disease that was ravaging not just the u.s but the world i don't know who it was but some famous guy said uh essentially that aside from the atomic bomb polio was what america feared most hmm. i didn't know that around you know i mean around shit, the time I- of Fucking president had it. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, it's, right. It's killing. It's it's not discriminating, right. discriminating against anybody. So there. Right? So besides the arms race that we had during uh, the Cold War era, um, there was also like a race to create a vaccine for polio. Then along comes a man, Jonas Salk. Uh, he creates one of the first successful polio vaccines, and instead of like trying to create a profit from it, he just gives it up and says. Everybody should just have this vaccine because that's his moral duty to make sure that like no child get, will end up with polio. Um, he could have been a billionaire. Yeah, true. And when he when he was asked in an interview uh, who owned the patent, he said, "Well, the people, I would say, there is no patent. Could you patent the sun?" That is beautiful. So that's you know, he believed it was public domain. It was everyone's right to have this vaccine. That's pretty dope. That That's is some one. hero shit, honestly. It is. To pass up the... Because you could have... There, there's an argument to be made that he could have probably patented it and everyone could have still had it. Yeah, You know totally. what I mean? Like, it would have delayed it. It would have delayed it. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what it would have. It would have delayed it. Right. It would have made it very bureaucratic. Right. And instead, he gave it to this organization who actually, which actually funded his research, uh, or at least part of his research. So he gave it to that organization, which was like an NGO... Um, in, to some respect, and a nonprofit, and they are the ones who distributed it along with the U.S. government to every every child. Yeah, and without it, fear like, of the secret was out there. Yeah, exactly. there, wasn't no, there like, was no secret. Basically, yeah, yeah. Who, who's that dude who just went away to prison? That young little motherfucker that. Oh, the, I know you're talking about Martin Shkreli. Martin Shkreli. Yeah. yeah. So compare someone like that to someone <laughs> like this. Who like you know the best treatment for HIV? Yeah. He tries to make the maximum amount of profit for it, yeah. makes it much harder to access, and compares it to a luxury sports car and says that that's his justification. Who tried to be like braggy? But about exactly, it. But, like yeah. I, I would defend Martin. But like okay, Martin. No, 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 I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. I'll defend Martin. Oh, this Martin, episode's so, about to go way over. Okay, so <laughs> Martin, yes, Martin did a dick move by expanding the drug price from like it was like from a small number like to a really high number. But look at the company Valiant, which is like these are the evil motherfuckers in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. They their business model is to cut research and development on any drug and just buy out different smaller companies that have yeah. a specific drug and just jack up the price on it in such a like annual basis. It goes like they double, 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 double from like 30 years. Martin, if anything, yes, he brought in 
to the spotlight what Valiant is doing and other people are doing. Yeah, but yeah, do you but think that was a Genocide doesn't justify no, 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 murder. No, 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 no. Like, it doesn't. It's that same line <laughs> look, of thinking. Look, look. I, I, I don't deny that he's a douchebag and stuff. But I like, know, you're, you're playing no. devil's advocate. Yeah. I, I, gotcha. I, I don't deny he's a douchebag yeah. or anything, but like, there's something to be said about a pioneer. Maybe like a negative pioneer in the sense that he did a stupid thing that exposed them even though he's a dick. But that would shed light on a dirty industry, the oh. pharmaceutical but industry. But did it? Are we? Are we now? Like, did we oh my fix God. the problem now? No, we're not fixing the problem. But like, the problem now is more redefined in the sense that we're more paying attention. I like to follow short sellers, people in the market that follow um, companies like pharmaceuticals and bet against them based on their negative practices in terms of drug manipulation and stuff. And a lot of them found a lot of victory throughout the election because of Martin, uh, you know, Martin, um, and Hillary Clinton calling him out that he's a bastard and stuff and how Valiant is like doing like a lot of negative practices. It really helped a lot of the short sellers like actually bring those companies down in terms of like price. So, so I guess, so Martin Scarley would be an unsung villain. Actually. He, I mean, for what it's worth, he, he contributed, even though indirectly, to the sense that now people are paying more attention to the pharmaceutical industry. Before, people, the narrative is like, oh, pharmaceutical industry, they're so evil. But, like, how are they evil? Like, you're just talking about pharma, bro. Yeah. You're not talking about all the other companies that have been doing it for years, despite pharma bro's activity. And pharma yeah. bro goes to jail over, like, investor fraud over a previous company. Get the fuck out of here. It's all, like, pharmaceutical companies, like, conspiring just to no, shut man, them down. I mean, we live in a country of laws. If you break laws, you get the penalty for it. People like that I feel no sympathy for. Right. He, he tried to make himself into a Marvel supervillain, and it's like, all right, well, now you get treated like a Marvel supervillain. Yeah. That's why some of these other villains, which I'm not defending them, but they kind of stay in the shadows for a reason. Right. You try to come out and, like, become the Trump of pharma, all right, people are going to come at you just as hard as you came at their ability to access these drugs. He'd right. also have probably been fine if he'd just not talked. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, no, he, sure. he rose up and tried to make himself a loudmouth. It's like, all yeah. right, well, now everyone's heard you. Right, and now he's, now he's in jail where he deserves to be. But like, I think the po I, I like to look at the positive thing. And the positive thing is that people just focus on Farmer Bro and they don't focus on the pharmaceutical industry at large. And I think Farmer Bro puts like a lot of sunlight on those vampires that are hiding in the shadows. And that for me, I like to look at that positive side of it. He's in jail where he deserves, but like now we're actually talking about Valiant. And well, that's a very poetic statement. And I like that putting yeah. sunlight on the vampires. Good. Yeah, I really like that too. That's, that's good. That's good. That's I'm going nice. to do something with that for like social media. Or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, do you have an unsung hero? Yeah. Um, before. So like, yeah, just like, um, like I already mentioned it before, but I really love Ada Lovelace. Um, she's like from the 18th century. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the girl that did Deep Throat. Sorry. I um, think there's I, a I, movie about her called Lovelace. Yes. But like, and, I I'm not yeah, sure. Sorry. What? Yeah, but, but not <laughs> Ada. <laughs> I have a lot to look at. sorry. The, the, the porn star I, that did the movie Deep Throat, right, which yeah, was like actually, the original. Yeah, yeah, like the actual oh. movie Deep Throat. Right. The there porn, is a movie yeah, about I her sure life. I wanted to Google that. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. In 2013, the movie was called Lovelace. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There was a movie about her called Lovelace. Right. And that's why when you said Ada Lovelace, for right. some reason, I thought it triggered I mean, like, to be throat. fair, to be fair, Lovelace is such a great net last yeah, year. It is. You know, like it's, like, it's great for anything, right? But like, okay, so Ada Lovelace, um, she created the first computer program written on paper for the mechanical computer built by a man called Charles Babbage. He created a machine called the analytical engine. The analytical engine was a mechanical computer that he had a plan to design and stuff, but which he never completed. But which a hundred years later, Alan Turing, that Brian 
brought up before, based his design on Charles Babbage's design. For the uh, analytical computer. Exactly, right. right. Okay. So he based it off, like, he made something more like mechanical. So Turing, in, in a sense, completed the vision of Charles Babbage. Okay. But, like, for me, Ada Lovelace is the unsung hero that nobody mentioned because she's, like, the first computer program that ever existed, and she was a woman. And she was, like, she created, like, an, like the first computer program based on a design, and she created a methodology that, like, hey, a computer doesn't have to be for one plus one, two times three. It can be for more than that. Like, you can create an algorithm to do, like, a specific task. And for back then, man, it was, you know, mind-blowing that you can do that. And this is what, like, uh, what what time frame is this? It's, like, like, 1840s? Mid-1800s. Mid-1800s? Yeah. So, like, 1840s, yeah. 1830s? And then, like, 100 years later, when World War II started, that's when Alan Turing came around and, you know, he and based made it a computer. Right. That's, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm, I've never heard of this person. Yeah, Ada Lovelace. Yeah, yeah, See, I thought about Deep Throat. So, it's, like, you could tell I've never... That's unfortunate her that her name <laughs> what, was because associated with yeah, something. Yeah, what that, kind of um, what kind of computer program was it? Do you know, like, what was the task that it was able to do? If I remember correctly, she went to University of Turin, which yeah. is in Italy, and she basically, I think it was a translation program or something for cataloging oh, wow. files that Charles Babbage is doing for his documents. Yeah, if if anything, like. I'm a little murky on it, but like it was just the first computer, like the computer program was mostly related to like translation and like cataloging of a file. Oh, okay, so it's like storage right. yeah. and cataloging. Okay, yeah, so it worked pretty much to like extend memory. <laughs> yeah, with a computer uh, that wasn't built yet. That but, was, yeah, but like it was still like the theoretical part, like just the fact that you can write an algorithm, algorithm to something that never existed. Yeah, and now like. Man, we're fucking like talking on microphones or you know distributing shit on i iTunes yeah. and stuff. You know, we came really far from there. So, question for you two guys because I, I forgot to ask Brian this, and I guess we'll we'll start with with Lovelace and then come back to Brian. But what? Why do you think that she is not giving like the credit that you feel she deserves? We don't really celebrate a lot the people in STEM field mm -hmm. that much. And when we do, it's mostly people from recent time because we can relate more to technology that is in recent time versus technology that existed in the 1800s right. and before. So we tend to forget who were who the pioneers and stuff. It didn't become clear to her later on how important she was. So right. it's like so, it's a very, very early right. Right. contribution. Because remember, the mechanical engine, the analytical engine that she was working with wasn't complete. By like Babbage had it conceptualized, and it like on paper it would work, but like he was doing it mechanically. And Alan Turing later on, with the the pioneering is using electromechanical, like electromagnetic fields instead of a yeah. mechanical, uh, you know, mechanism for computing that's very inter interesting and brian why do you think that uh jonas silk right? salk. Salk, salk sorry i was still thinking about the milk <laughs> jo jonas salk doesn't get like uh why doesn't he have a movie why doesn't he get the recognition that he deserves for both his invention and his humanitarianism well there was nothing really like contentious about it like he just put his he poured his heart and soul into creating this vaccine and then once it was done he just gave it away so there's there was like, like no drama. There was no drama. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people like a good drama. Yeah, there's and no conflict honestly, there. And frankly, that's probably why like Alan Turing is getting a lot of credit versus like Ada Lovelace. Um, I mean, granted, she did have there were there were her own uh, sort of like 
dramas around being a woman mm-hmm. and like studying mathematics right. as mm-hmm. a, uh, instead of you know like courting men. No, I, I I wonder, bro. Was there a lot of drama around that at the time? Not really. Because, like, as far feels, as I understand, it, it feels it, like that shit is like. As far uh, as I understand it, her father actually wanted her. Exactly, yeah, he wanted, wanted her, her to study. But that. like the society yeah, yeah. looks society. down looks down on a woman right. for doing like yeah. science. And I, I I wonder how much that is exaggerated and looked at through a Western lens, where it's kind of like where in America we had this kind of like for lack of a better term this kind of domestication of women right like where it kind of happened like in the 40s 50s right yeah ironically but in the government and NASA and stuff who were the computers we before like we had were women. women. You would you'd give women a task or like calculate so, like really complicated algorithm while the men just get the they'll get the result and they'll just like feed it into their systems yeah. and stuff. So it's like, you know, I think, you know Yeah, I, I mean there definitely is an element of that yeah. there. By the way, if you want a little film trivia, film editing was completely pioneered by women. And to this day there's like that's one of the few fields where you'll find an equal amount of men and women. Yeah. Like all the original film editors were women, all of them. Yeah, actually, wow. one of my favorite yeah. editors is a woman, and Quentin I don't Tarantino's even know her name. Editor? Tarantino's editor is a woman, yeah. but also Scorsese's, and uh, she did she did Goodfellas, and the editing in that movie oh, is cool. incredible. Yeah. Like just the pacing and the way that movie like tells yeah. the story and uses the editing to further the story. Film is editors, incredible. unsung heroes. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure, man. Film, for one hundred percent, they make movies. Yeah. Um, yo, so. I'm ready to move on to the popcorn. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move into this popcorn. Um, And this is a fun one. This is a fun one. And our popcorn this episode is Flat Earth. First, I want to talk about some of the science. Does anybody have some of the... Uh, stuff the flat earthers say to, oh. to back their statements. Okay, the science. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> let's, yeah. I'm gonna loosely use the word science. Yeah, yeah, let's hear the science behind the science. But yeah, to in the, for the sake of of uh, presenting a non straw man argument, I, w- I would try to say at least a couple of these things in a way that's accurate to what they actually believe, as opposed to just being dismissive of it. Okay. Um, so the flat Earth map is a circle surrounded by an ice wall, a gigantic ice wall. And in the middle is you know, the, uh, the, the Arctic yeah, circle. Yeah. And I guess the entire ice wall beneath, or, or sorry, around all the continents is You can't Antarctica. use the word around yeah. to describe Well, no, I think they still think it's a circle. Down. It's a flat circle. <laughs> oh, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It. So it's an, it ain't a square, even though, boy, that would be even funnier. Um, so the way that they look at it, there's a dome around this flat circle and in the middle of it, like I said, is North America and on the outsides of it is South Africa and Australia on the opposite end. And to them, the sun and the moon rotate in a spiral form going closer to the middle when it is spring or summer and further away during the winter. So that would explain to them the seasons. Right. And the size of the moon and sun are not as exaggerated as we think, which is why they both look about the same size when you look up at the sky mm-hmm. at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the moon rotates more than the sun, which is why, you, you know, you can see the moon all the time. Uh, but it does have its different phases. So there's so imagine a flat circle with a dome above it. And you <laughs> sorry, you have a spinning sun and moon on the top of this dome. 
And imagine this flat circle with the dome over it shooting through space. Nice. So that, you know, we are in motion. We're not still. Um, and the reason you can't get past this ice wall is because the governments of the world won't let you. Oh. And Antarctica, you, I mean, you can look this up, that it's heavily guarded. guarded yeah. uh, and, there, you know, every government kind of has their own little piece of it. Right. And I guess the middle part of that is controlled by the United States. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yo. Uh, okay. This is really hard. This I was doing really my best to here. visualize. Yeah, without, yeah, yeah. Like, like I can't even diagram. imagine it. And the thing is that when they're speaking, it's like the Illuminati thing, right? Where it's yeah, kind of like oh, when you build a solid. Oh, there's a diagram. Yeah. So, so not the so easiest Antarctic, thing to find. But so if you look at day isn't night, a continent, but it's an ice wall. It's literally an ice. So you wall. can reach it anyway. So when we think we're going south, we're actually going Moving out, outward, outward from the center of the circle. And again, you know, Greenland and, Ar- and the mean, Arctic Circle are, are in the middle. But wouldn't that mean traveling around from like South America to Australia would take really, really long? It does take really long. In real life. Like it does. Yeah. So I, again, I'm trying to but present like, the sympathetic argument here. So, so you know, it, it is, uh, it, it does take longer. Like you could fly from Russia over the North Pole to the United States in a relatively short amount of time. You compared could also to, fly... A, over Antarctica, right, to Australia. Oh, I suppose there is not a route that does That's, that. And I think that they would point at that as like... Why not have a route? Exactly, right? Um, Did they ever take a photo of the ice wall? <laughs> you know, Yo, I could, I could buy into this. I guess you got, I, 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 my, my understanding is like... Hold up, are we debunking this? People, people that have tried to go uh, eventually get stopped. I guess. Again, it comes back to that like militarization of parts of Antarctica. Right. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do know that. Like you Antarctica. can reach the edges, but it's like if you look at it on their maps, it's like so it Antarctica, goes in far. Like so it's, Antarctica is not a continent. The it's, wall. Yeah, it's the wall. There is yeah. there is one thing well, very it's the, interesting it's the, it's about the, Antarctica. It's like the beach at the bottom of the wall. Yeah. Well, because so you would it, have to keep going in Antarctica to reach the wall. That's that's really what right. They're saying. That's what I'm saying. So like it, like it hosts the wall. Like that's the beginning of the wall. But talk? like a lot, it's a you know you could go, you'd have to go deep to get to like the yeah. end of the wall. Too right. deep to ever survive. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know the surface area around that would have to be just humongous. Well, um, for us normies, though. But like, how hard is it to join an expedition to Antarctica? You could well, the government. I mean, I guess yeah, the point is the governments would stop you. You could go in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. and it's like you, know, you can't. They're you can't go where they want you to go. Yeah, you can't so freely you, walk there. That's, yeah, I that's mean, like fact. I imagine, yeah, you can't walk there. There, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, like there's you can't just say I'm gonna go to just any part of Antarctica. Right, yeah. Like there's places that are sanctioned for. Well, they're owned uh, by different governments of the yeah, world. Right? Exactly. So like, like it's divvied up. If you up. go to other parts, you're invading. Yeah, right? exactly. But even, it's I mean, like, this is real life. Like the U.S. does control the center part of it. They Antarctica. do, yeah. So like that, do. you know, if you think the center part, which again, like even this is just like actual verifiable information, which is controlled by the U.S. government, would essentially be the outer circle of the walkable part beneath the ice wall. And, it, and I guess the ice wall is absolutely massive, you know, like bigger than the tallest mountain that we know about. Wait, what? Yeah. Like the tallest mountain on Earth or in the solar system? Well, on Earth, you know, the solar system's got big ass planets. Oh, it. true. You can't have a solar right. system with the flat Earth. So I will present a couple more points. And, you know, we could kind of run through a couple of these because, again, I'm trying to like present it as they believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can explain why at a high altitude you can see more because the air is clearer. So that's why you could see a further distance. I.e. less air. Less air, yeah. So, you know, if you didn't have all that atmosphere in your way, you'd be able to see through it anyways. 
and without obstructions. Um, the other one would be uh, that planes are only allowed to fly at just under 40,000 feet. And scientifically, they say you have to be over 40,000 feet to see the curvature of the Earth. One last one uh, is that the reason other planets, and you know, flat earthers do believe that other planets are round. But if you say, like, well, if the planet's around, why isn't Earth round? They'll be like, well, Earth is an outlier in a lot of ways. We have life here, and we don't have life in other places. So in a way, they think of Earth as more like an eco-spaceship flying through the universe mm. Wow! in an orbit of some kind. I like it. So, so let's shit on it now. Yeah. Let's take a steaming hot dump on this. <laughs> I feel like I was uh, holding two buckets of water <laughs> at like perfect distance. Like, I was doing a, a pull up right there. All right. So the first one I need, I need somebody to explain this to me, right? Because right. I, I know it's, I know that there's a perfectly good explanation for it. I, it's just the kind of information that I never bothered learning because I accept it as truth, which is part of their whole plan when they right. talk about conspiracy and making it real is that you're just not you need to open your third eye man right. it's all a lie Get think woke. about it bro yeah and honestly it's one of the things that i did i was just like okay the earth is round cool um i never thought about it so when you're looking off into a horizon brian i'm looking off yeah and i see the horizon looking flat as fuck straight just a straight line no curvature why can't we see the curvature of the earth it's all a matter of scale right like if you were to stand on like the edge of a penny mm-hmm. and then be like the same scale that you are now to the earth as like would be you know if you're itty bitty yeah if you're itty bitty like the same scale of <laughs> scientific earth, terms earth to penny you <laughs> to like mini, mini edgar right yeah. um like if you bri- if you go down like what is a curve right it's basically just like an infinite number of uh edges yeah right so like at some point you're gonna like see that the curve eventually is just it just looks like a straight line right but that's only because of the scale at which you're looking at it right like if you can bring up one tiny section of an edge of a penny it's not gonna look round like things you'd see like i can see you alex right now you look like you're five ten 5'8", but that was very nice of you to say. 5'10", five, 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 <laughs> if, if I were to stand back like three miles, you're going to look like a dot, you know? Like, does that mean you're a dot? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. It's, it's the same sort of logic. so funny to me. Was, <laughs> Did that mean you're a dot? <laughs> Just imagine saying that to a flat earther. Are you a dot, bro? So, so basically, here's the shit, bro. We've seen pictures of the earth. And basically what you need to understand is either you believe these pictures or you don't. There's no practical test that you can really make on Earth as a layman's that will show you that the Earth is in fact round. So you have to decide, right. is there a test? Well, there's the guy who if self-funded his own rocket to <laughs> fly. Oh, but that is a flat Earther. Yeah, yeah. that's a flat. Oh, He's no, trying to prove the Earth is flat. Oh, I'm yeah, talking about like if you, it's round. if you were a layman's and you were trying to determine whether it's flat or round, there's right. literally no science right, that right, you yeah. can do that's going to tell, like no science experiment that you can do that's going to prove that the Earth is in well, fact if, if round. You're a, if you're a layman. Right. right, not without like a, not without like a specific set of geometric and algebraic like knowledge. Well, yeah, exactly. You're not like, a layman. You, can, you can't be a layman. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. like, actually, like we can't I mean, all go outside right supposedly, now. Supposedly, if uh, if you have like a pretty good grasp of high school math, 
you should be able to figure it out and follow the math. But who taught you that math, Brian? That's true. Yeah, that's the problem. Of the world. That's yeah, true. like, I, honestly, like, it's... The, the Department of Education. <laughs> it's debunked for me because I, I, I just... I, I, I don't believe the earth is flat. It just doesn't make any sense with anything that I've well, ever learned in my you life. You could do a pretty simple test, actually. What buy is? yourself a weather balloon. You can actually buy that online. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a GoPro. Get a GPS tracker. Launch that shit into the air. Record it. You'll see that the Earth is in fact round. You, the weather balloon can achieve over forty thousand feet. Is this Brian. legit? Yeah, I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate on that. Uh, GoPros have a wide angle lens. Wide angle lenses do curve things, so that would be Does the it? exact answer to that. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a reason why when you have a GoPro and you're close to people, the edges yeah, yeah, look yeah. curvy. So. Sorry, so we man. need a different kind of well, camera. Use a different I, camera. I, I said we just need a different camera. <laughs> yeah, you'd need, you yeah. just got to make sure the Illuminati don't hack the camera to give you, a, you know, <laughs> like true. a curvature around. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. So take over the so, podcast. And, and here's the, I don't know, do we have time to get into the philosophical aspects Go of this as popcorn? Far as you because want, yeah. this my, my whole shit is the problem with the flat earth shit, right? It's, it's the backlash from science, right? I think that is a major, major backlash on science. And what makes this popcorn a really interesting one is because it, it plays on so many, right? Because it in order for you to believe this, you have to believe that there is a deep state covering it up. And it's not just deep state for one country. It's a global deep state, right? Yeah. So you believe in a global like hands that's moving science and moving the people of the world, the world right? The so world that, order, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to me. The second thing you have to believe is that you have to believe the moon landing is fake, right? If you're a flat earther, there's no way that you could believe both, right? Uh, you can't believe that the moon landing happened and that the earth is flat because it's fucking pictures, right? So it plays into a lot of different things. And lastly, the last thing I wanted to say is that it plays into this idea this this uh, uh, intellectual superiority that that humans just have, right? Like just in general, once we feel like we know some shit unequivocally, mm-hmm. the person that doesn't know, the person that refuses to know, immediately becomes the lesser, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, uh, like there is no uh, bipartisan approach to like, yo. Listen, let me explain to you why the earth is round, right? Like if someone comes up to you and says, "Nah, bro, the earth is flat." Honestly, we just we're not even equipped to break it down for them. Yeah. So, and that being said, too, like there aren't there are round earthers that don't believe the moon landing was real. Right, but those are independent too. What I'm saying well, yeah, is that what, what flat I'm, earthers can't believe the moon landing is real. Well, right. But what I'm saying is like if it's if it's possible for a round earther to believe that the moon landing was fake, why is it so like outlandish to believe that a flat earther believes the earth is flat? It doesn't help, like you said, to like have that intellectual superiority over that person. Mm, right. Well, then the thing is, how do you approach that? Because the shit is, like, and was, it's a funny story. It's like I, I met a flat earther, mm-hmm. and he's telling me about the earth being flat, and he's talking to me about reptilian people, and it sucks that these things so 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 often go hand in hand like you believe that the earth is flat and you believe that a reptilian race of of people landed here is that really here. a thing oh that's a I mean, very like, i mean like that they go hand in hand no they don't go hand in hand but very often the flat earthers that i've met yeah any flat earther i've ever spoken to ha- always has this whole list of shit yeah. from the deep state you know what i mean like like it, they coincide i don't think that they mm-hmm. have to but in my experience they have so it's, it's like, like it's like the cats out of the bag at that yeah. point right like, exactly yeah. because once you go into once you go on the internet bro and you start looking yeah. up 
why did they fake the moon landing? Put that on Google, and you're gonna. Fu- it's a long rabbit hole of right, shit yeah. that the government did to control you, bro. I think that the case with flat Earth is, and makes it a more interesting popcon, is that it is perpetuated by the people that don't believe it. Right. Yeah. Like the people that don't believe it are the ones on Reddit making the, the memes. They're the ones doing true. all the jokes. They're the ones posting up these pictures and being kind of ironic. Yeah. And the 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 small minority of people that actually, actually believe, believe in that. the flat Earth are taking those ironic jokes and saying, "Look, you see, you see, you know what I mean? It's like true. exactly, like people. This is what people are saying. You know what I mean? And the sh- the shit is funny, but it's not a joke. Like yeah. it, like, because some people are really believing this shit. It's so hard to contemplate, like you know, people actually believe it. Like I ran into a flat Earth. He was actually like a friend of mine, but I, I never knew who was a flat Earther. And yeah. he was asking me what I've been up to, and I'm like, I want a blog on Mars anything mars related and then he's like he looked at me he's like mars is not real i was like what do you mean he's like earth is flat man i'm like no it's not he's like bro think about it and he actually tapped his like side of his head he's like bro and that was his argument bro and i'm like i'm like how do you argue with that it's like he's like bro about it that's what makes this shit so great <laughs> yeah there's, like, there's no step one for having yeah, that conversation yeah i think you brought up about like uh perpetuating it mm-hmm. and brian and i were like doing a little research about this uh <laughs> research yeah. uh, about this topic <laughs> and by research he means like we had beers and we were just shooting the shit <laughs> so you know it, it kind of it, it was yeah. it was brought to our attention by a friend of ours that part of what perpetuates it is people's like negative dismissal and pushback and like yeah. that you're kind you, you kind of like whether you mean to or not when you're trying to like teach someone the truth about this you're creating this like foe this adversarial uh relationship that kind of just like hardens people's ways of thinking because then it's like an attack on them but the the real problem i hear i see here is that there's no like i mean you could say there you could just kind of live and let live and that's maybe just like the best you can do and like just raise kids to like science i guess like i don't know if you could fix anyone's way of thinking about that because you can't prove it to a layman you can't prove it all you could do is be like every expert believes this Mm mm-hmm and what I always come back to is like, I don't see the incentive, no. you know, like there are tons of exp- uh, conspiracies that I can get like a little behind, but it always comes down to like who would profit from it when it comes to flat earth. Like, I don't see who would profit from this. Like if we grew up thinking the world was flat, like they used to, I don't know what the hell the difference would be. Yeah, I, ha- I have no idea why people even care. Like it's like whether the earth is flat or round. Maybe we should it, just that, stop that was, caring. That was yeah. actually the conclusion <laughs> Alex and I came to is just yeah. like whether or not, a random person on the street believes the earth is flat has no impact on society, on us. Yeah. Nothing. There's absolutely zero impact. So I guess this one is thoroughly debunked, right? And not only debunked, I think it's a level below debunked. It's a lost cause. And the level below debunked (laughs) is this one is completely ignored. I like how how deep they got into like why it could be flat though. Mm -hmm. That ice wall thing. I... I like that theory. Yeah, yeah, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds but dope. it's ridiculously good. Yeah, you know? it sounds dope. It sounds like a dope movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, <laughs> well, you know what it is is that the flat Earth would be where the future humans live, right? Like when they create the bio spaceship, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it would be created in the image of Earth, but just flat. Whoa. So like these dude, these people are just like way ahead of their times. You know what I mean? Damn. I can't find that. I said we can leave on that note, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The the biosphere. The biosphere. (laughs)